Good Tuesday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. Tuesday night flight. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Uh, we here and we live. Uh, man, NFL trade deadline is come and gone. Uh, no moves for my Washington football team. Um, um, if you can hear the frustration in my voice, you know that I'm frustrated with not making a move whatsoever with the trade deadline for Washington. Um, no Landon Collins being moved. Uh, no moving around. The only rumblings that I heard was of Mitchell Trubisky being shopped to the Washington football team from Buffalo. And to be quite honest, why would I want Mitchell Trubisky is the question. But before we get into that, before we get into that, before we get into that, Got to say this. It's been all over the social media pages. Got to give a humongous birthday shout out to the man of the hour. Tower of power. Too sweet to ever be sour. Co-host. Resident Broncos fan. Uh, man. Um, Jim Rat extraordinaire. Uh, great man. Great father. Great husband. Delonte, happy birthday, brother. I know you'll hear this uh, on the playback because I'm sure you're out celebrating your birthday, being safe. Um, it, it, it's, a, it's a blessing to say that I know you. Um, I'm proud to call you brother fellow sideline junkie I'm, I'm i'm proud of all of that as a fellow man and everything because uh, just the breath of fresh air you bring to every situation um not even to mention the comedy that you bring so brother i hope and pray that you are enjoying your day you have enjoyed your day thus far to the absolute fullest um, I'm just gonna I'm 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 gonna say it, man. I wish you ten million more. It, salt of the earth person that you know. Hey, like I said, I'm proud to call you brother. So that's my uh my way of giving Delonte his flowers while he can still smell them, and I'll continue to do that. So back to the matter at hand. Uh, Washington doesn't make any moves. Rumored to be shopping Landon Collins didn't happen. Uh, rumored to be trading for Mitchell Trubisky didn't happen. Uh, BJ sent me a tweet earlier. Speaking of quarterbacks, I'll get into that tweet in a second. Um, Washington makes no moves, not bringing any kicking prospects. Uh, no practice yesterday, no practice today. They'll begin the bye week uh, on tomorrow with practices and things. So 
I'm just I'm shocked that Washington didn't make a move. That's let's just say that. But the moves that were made, this is the big one that came out yesterday that we were hinting to on the DC Sports Rundown. Von Miller to the LA Rams for a second and a third. <laughs> Some people on uh, CBS, uh NFL on CBS says uh giving up a second and third round pick for a 32-year-old pass rusher may sound a bit rich, but the Rams literally don't care about draft picks. Now you have a defense that has Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, now Vaughn Miller. And I asked the question, and I think I'll put this as a poll question for uh, 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 the show. If you listen to us on Spotify, the poll question to be hooked to that. Did that move make the Rams a favorite in the NFC? Me personally, I say yes, because Tampa Bay is kind of struggling just a tad bit. Not much, but they're struggling just a tad bit. I mean, you don't expect Tampa Bay to win every game. But a wounded Saints team shouldn't have beaten Tampa Bay, but they did. Okay. I'm just saying this seems like it's a open competition in the NFC. You have Dallas. You have uh, now the Rams. You have Tampa Bay. So that's a three-team race so far. And I, in my honest opinions, I think Dallas is a formidable contender for now. For now, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. They're a formidable contender, okay? The Rams go get Von Miller, another pass rusher, to go with Aaron Donald. Now you got to worry about both, both of them, both of them, both of them. So we'll see how that works. Uh, they say the winner, this is what CBS uh, says, that the Rams were a winner with this trade. Uh, they said the Browns were a loser by not trading Odell Beckham, which is drama drama his dad posted a video of baker mayfield uh missing throws to him while he was wide open uh yeah i don't need my dad coming to my defense at my job you know i I don't need that and we're joined by the man that writes all the checks that's why we work so much because he loves just signing his name on stuff and heated debate partner the boss, BJ, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, everybody? What's going on, KG? What's happening, brother? Just talking about the, the trade deadline moves or lack thereof. Uh, talked about the Washington football team not making a move, which was surprising. They were talking to your Buffalo Bills about Mitchell Trubisky. Why, I don't know. Um, Landon Collins didn't get moved. Uh, somebody asked, would you bring back Deshaun Jackson, who was waived? by the rams i said no he can't stay healthy uh your thoughts on let's start with the washington football team and then we'll move over to uh odell beckham your thoughts on the washington football team standing pat on trade deadline well i think it you know in my opinion it just lets you know kind of where they think their season's going and i think ron rivera i mean i 
I've been defending Ron Rivera on this show toe-to-toe. -to -toe. He made some interesting comments today about the fan base and, you know, things taking some time to get going. So that doesn't sound like a coach that believes this team will be competing for this division. So if that's the case, and we talked about this last night, then you let Heineke ride it out and you see what you have with him for next season. And see if, if, you know, if he improves over the course of the rest of the season, um, then, you know, you, you, you possibly go with him as a starter because there's no guarantee that you're going to land your franchise QB in a draft. And, and I tweeted this earlier, and I've yet to go back to Twitter to see if, if I've gotten bombarded or, you know, the social media thugs have come after me yet. But if you have a franchise that's in so much turmoil and just confusion, and you can make up a whole bunch of fancy words that you want to describe what this franchise is going through right now, but if you have a franchise that's <laughs> that for seven to eight weeks it took them to say, hey, you know what, Landon Collins might be better as a hybrid safety. And it seems like he's had his best two weeks over the last two games. What are you going to do if you bring a franchise QB in here? That's, that's my question. You're just going to bring him into this mess and hope that, you know, he – just basically kind of like this is a it, this bright beam of sunshine and I guess blast through all the, the dumbness that's going on here. I just don't see how that works. KG, I, you know, I, I think it's just it's a lot, a lot of issues with this team on the field, off the field, front office that if they're not solved, it don't matter Then you get the number one pick in the draft the 2022 draft, you get your dream franchise QB, this franchise is going to find a way to mess it up. Uh, unfortunately, that is the case. And, you know, we've had this conversation about franchise QBs in D.C. The last franchise, franchise QB we had was Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. May not agree. Everybody may not agree. But it was Kirk Cousins. Before Kirk Cousins, who was it? Don't say Mark Rippon. Not, not enough body of work. I had this debate with Al Galdi on Twitter years ago because I thought the same thing. Al Galdi said he was only a starter for four years. Full-time starter. Two Super Bowl rings, but he was a third-string quarterback from 86-87 when they traded Jay Schrader. 88 and 89, him and Doug Williams split snaps. So wasn't him you got to go back even further joe theisman was the last franchise quarterback that this team had joe theisman this team does not draft very well especially when it comes to the quarterback position every quarterback that has come through here that has been young and they discarded not everyone but most of the quarterbacks that come through this organization that have been young and needed some sort of guidance training they've let them go early and they went elsewhere and won uh brad johnson was one rich gannon was one he was here 
Uh, who else do we have? Kirk Cousins hasn't really won. I can't say RG3 won. Uh, Tony Banks already had a Super Bowl ring when he got here. Um, I got I to gotta look at the list of starting quarterbacks, but everybody else pretty much leaves here a lot of times, and they flourish elsewhere, especially quarterbacks. We, if it's a flash in the pan, but they can't groom quarterbacks here. That's my point. Well, we we talk about on our show all the time about franchises, whether it's NBA, NFL, that if you get drafted, there's doom. Sam Darnold with the Jets is, is one of the prime examples. To get the Carolina plays a little bit better, um, you get you just get to some franchises, and unfortunately, Washington is in that category now, where it's just. It's a it's a S show. Trying to stop cursing on the show. Trying to make it PG thirteen. Um, I was mad last night. But you get to this franchise, just like you have a possibly generational talent in Chase Young that people are complaining. All oh, he, you know, like Ben said last night, you know, maybe he's a one move, you know, pony. But okay. Where does the, the, the training and the techniques and all the stuff come in at coaching? You know, it's just like you went and got Ron Rivera, one of the more respected coaches in the league, and he came here, and I said this last night, it looks like he fell into the same hole that the other coaches have fell, fallen into here before everything just, the wheels just come off. And it gets out of control. And I did not like his comment today about the fans. I was trying to pull it up so I could have the exact comment. Um, but of course, I can't because I'm on the podcast. And, you know, it takes us forever to find stuff where we're on the podcast. But I, I did not like um, the Ron Rivera comment, right? Yeah. Uh, whether the fan base stays engaged with us, that's up to them. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. And I'm a, I like Ron Rivera. I thought it was a really good hire. I thought he could change the culture on the field. Front office is a different story. But it doesn't seem like that's the case. And I'm not calling for him to be fired or anything. I'm just saying it's just um, – I think you, you you're you're talking to a frustrated Ron Rivera that pretty much knows this season's over. This season is for the rest of the season. You're evaluating what you have going into the next season. You're trying to be competitive and put a, a good product on the field. But and KG has said this, especially the last two weeks. You look at the last two games. This team has beat themselves. This team has had opportunities to win. And last week, or, you know, not last week, but Sunday, even more, playing the, Bron- uh, playing the uh, Broncos. Well, I'm sorry. Who did they play? I can't. They played the Broncos last Bron- week and the week before that. Uh, it was Green Bay. Broncos, Green Bay before that. I want to say Green Bay so bad, but it was the Broncos this past Sunday. And they got the ball back. They got down there, couldn't get in there. Long four, long third, third and forever, fourth and forever. They got to 
got the ball back, did the same exact thing. It's just like, it's no, you would think that, here, Brian, you would think that they don't practice during the week. Like, they don't practice two-minute drill. They don't practice anything. They just come 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 Sunday ready to play. That's how it looks sometimes. And then you you get a drive, like that drive, Heineke can let him down the field for the touchdown with the pretty throw to uh uh was it uh Brown? Carter. Was it Carter? Brown wasn't yeah. playing, right? No, it was Carter. It was Carter. Pretty throw to Carter. And <laughs> when I saw the throw, I'm just like Okay, you know, we're the people that say he doesn't have the NFL arm. He always has a second string arm because he keeps making these type of throws. He may, keep bringing up them two games. He made them in the Atlanta game. He made them in the Giants game. He's pinpoint gunslinger throws that somebody with a second string arm isn't going to make. That you you're not even going to open that. You're not even probably going to make that call. So it's KG. It's it's a it's just. It's a lot of issues, and I just don't feel like – I think if the season ended today, y'all, Washington is fifth or draft fifth. Um, is fifth good enough to secure a franchise QB? It, you know? No. And I don't, I don't think so either. So I think that you have to put your name if – you, if you really want a franchise QB, then you have to go do your homework on Deshaun Watson and figure out what's going on there. And if, if, if it can be, the case can be solved and if that's an option. And I, and I, you know, we talked on WhatsApp on Sunday and I told you, you know, of course I'm watching the Miami and Buffalo game. And I said, Tua actually looks good, you know? So I I just don't feel like you're going to get a guy here, a rookie, and have him save the franchise because I don't think the the support cast around him is there. I think you would be better off getting a veteran that's already proven you know what he can come in here and do, can, can come in here, command respect, can come in here and put the C on his chest instantly because he's already done this, doing a league, and we talked about that with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, he got the C because he's he's been through the league, he's done this, he's done that. He's a proven leader. You, you're going to have to get a guy on a higher tier than Ryan Fitzpatrick to lead the, the offense. And hopefully, somewhere down the line, Curtis Samuel comes back. And you can see the offense with Curtis Samuel. So you can't even see the offense with Curtis Samuel. But, KG, I, I, I just – I don't know, man. This this is it's a bad spot for Washington. Um, watching it week in and week out, listening to the presser. It's just head shake, head scratching and head shaking. Well, you're absolutely right about that. I didn't know why they stood pat, but they did. Uh, this is not what you really thought was going to happen uh, yeah, uh, today, but it's okay. It's all right because I'm willing to not pack it in, but I'm willing to do whatever we can. But see, you, here's the thing. With Washington, yeah, you the, the goal is to win. That's the goal. The goal is to win. But now here's the thing. You don't make the playoffs. You mess yourself up with draft position. So the question is, I mean, I don't want to tank and lose the rest of the games. And, you know, I don't want to go that route. 
I want to come out and put the best product on the field. Try to win these games. Try to win these last nine games. At least quite a few of them. Now, not saying they could, they're going to run the table, but now what if they come out and they go seven and two the second half of the season? Just what if? It's not bad. I'm saying that's nine and eight on the season. I'm just saying. So, Bro, you have you have very 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 lofty expectations for this squad. You know why I have lofty expectations like that? Because it's always when this team needs to get good draft position, they always win out. And they always screw up the draft position. Then the next year they come in. Like last year, they won out. What did they win? Five, six games in a row to kind of do what they had to do, get into the playoffs. And it's like, yeah, we, we made it here. And it wasn't a happy to be here moment. They had a chance to win that game. Okay. All right. So I just, this is just a, the ebb and flow of the Washington football team. It's just what they do. Understood. All right. So nine games left. What's your realistic record for the Washington football team down this stretch? Nine games, four and five. Okay. We're, we're way off because I say they'd be lucky if they win two games. <laughs> Look, I'm being generous with the four. Now you you are you're being very you, I'm, you, I'm being very generous because I don't have the schedule in front of me. I'm saying I do, and I'm gonna read it to you. Okay, coming out the bye week, Tampa Bay here. That's a win. That's a win. That's okay. a win. Buccaneers. No, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm just playing. I'm I'm being fanboy. That's uh, okay. Next week they they go to Carolina and play the Panthers. That's a, okay. that's a possible that's, that's a possible win for me. Possible win. I'll take that. Russell Wilson should be back. They're gonna go. They're gonna have the Seahawks here Monday night, November 29th. That's an L. If Russell Wilson's playing, that's an L. Um, they got they at the Raiders. That's an L. Cowboys in Dallas. I'm sorry, it's here December 12th. If Dak's playing, that's an L. Is Dak playing? We don't know. If, if Dak's playing, if he's healthy, that's an L. The Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles is the better squad right now with Jalen Hurts. And they're at the Eagles Sunday, December night. That's an L. That's a W. Come back. They go to Dallas Sunday, December 26th. That's another That's a L. W. That's, That's another a W. L. Versus the Eagles. Again. That's a W. That's another L. That's the four. That's the four wins right there. I got my four. Last game Sunday, January 9th. Bria's birthday. They play Dario's birthday. Dario's birthday at the Giants. That's my other win for the Washington football team. I have them going oh, hell. two and seven down the stretch. Five and four. Five and four. Uh, being realistic, I'm say I'm I'm still say four and five. Okay, so we but got we the, we on the fence. The Tuesday, November second show. I got them going two and seven down the stretch. The way they're playing, I don't see it getting any better. Um, they it's not like they have. Anybody coming off IR, like if Curtis Samuel was playing, I might might have bumped that up to three. You know, if he was coming back, if he was 100% healthy. But the way this team is playing, with the offenses they have to go up against and this team not being able to sustain drives, and we watched them last couple weeks have drives and not been able to put any points on the board. Get across midfield, get across the 40, and stall. And then not having faith enough in, in the kicker to bring the kicker out there. We've watched this last couple of weeks. 
So I just don't see what's going to get better. You know, we, we've complained about the play calling offensively and defensively. Um, and it's going to get to, I mean, they, they, we talked about last night, the Wizards for a little bit. We talked about the power rankings. So we're going to get to that in a minute when we talk NBA. And, and I said, they're going to need about 20 to 30 games before you know the identity of this team and you can take a power ranking seriously. But we're, 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 we're through not eight weeks now. We know what the rest, the Washington football team is. They beat, they beat two bad teams. They beat two bad teams. The Falcons is a bad squad. We've been saying Matt Ryan isn't an upper echelon QB for years. He is what he is. They beat the Giants last second. You know, you got to, you know, hey, win it how you can win it. The last two weeks, they beat themselves. They find new ways to lose every week. The Chiefs' loss is looking even worse now because that was another game that had multiple chances. And if you keep giving Pat Mahomes the ball, eventually he's going to shake the rust off and score. And that's what happened in that game. Washington football teams, they gave themselves plenty of chances versus the Chiefs. Plenty. Plenty. They just couldn't capitalize. And I just don't see how that's going to change with you going against Bruce Arians, Pete Carroll, McCarthy. I, I just don't <laughs> you, you, You're going to get outcoached. And, like, look, I, you know, just like when I talk about Buffalo, you know, if you're, you know, a fan of the Washington football team, you know, at this point, you can't say, hey, y'all, you're not a fan. You know, you're talking bad about the team. The hell with that. I'm being realistic. This team is, this is a bad, not just team, not just on the field. This is a bad franchise. It's a bad franchise. And you're probably going to see these tickets basically, uh, they're going to be available. They're going to be available. What we got? Buccaneers, Seahawks, Cowboys. The Cowboys are always a sellout. But it's going to be, I just don't see a home game where it's going to be more Washington fans in there. Because if you go on social media, a lot of people have given up on this team. The team on the field they've given up on, and they've given up on the front office because of Daniel Snyder, because of Deshaun Taylor debacle. And I just I just don't see how you're going to come out of that cloud with four or five wins. And even if you if you do get four or five wins, that's detrimental to your draft pick, KG. So I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just I got two, I got two and seven down the stretch. Okay, we we gonna we gonna put the pin in that right there and, and and move along because two nights in a row we are at loggerheads. That doesn't normally happen, but you love to see it. So we shall see what they do with the last nine games. I'm saying five, uh, four and five. BJ saying two and seven. We shall see, and I'm not even putting nothing on that because I don't want to jinx it because I know they're gonna they're not gonna do it. They're only gonna win two games. So, um, was talking about OBJ and his dad putting out videos of uh, Baker Mayfield overthrowing him or not throwing him the ball when he's open and yada yada yada. And he didn't leave out of Cleveland today. He didn't. He didn't. 
didn't roll out. Um, as a put your GM hat on, BJ. As a GM, are you trading for Odell Beckham? Yeah, I mean, you know, it has to be a, has to be the right situation. Um, he can't go to another situation like he is in Cleveland. Odell Beckham has to go to a team where they have proven leadership, no nonsense type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Where he's not he's not bigger than the team. He, he's still kind of the show in Cleveland. He's still kind of it in Cleveland. He has to go to a team that can absorb his personality, where he can just be one of the guys. And then is Odell okay with going to some place where he only might get five and six, seven targets? Like if he go to a contender, like let's say the Cowboys or something. I was talking to Gary Earl. I thought the Cowboys would be probably a better because the Cowboys already get a whole bunch of media attention. So getting him isn't going to be a shit show. Um, but maybe his dad was trying to force a trade, force force things to be uncomfortable. Because now things are really awkward. Because you now you know that your dad doesn't like me, Phil. And you know Odell's frustrated. You know, you can see some of the clips. Odell's just frustrated. Overthrown, underthrown, not being thrown to. Hey, life. And you don't know what Baker Mayfield is going through. You don't know what what's injured, what they're reporting, what's not. He could be playing on something we don't know. They're not, they're not reporting or they're hiding. Just don't know. Me and you have both. Cleveland, especially me this year, I thought they would come out and challenge Baltimore for the division only to lose to Cleveland Pittsburgh team and not score over 10 points. They scored just, mm-hmm. just 10. So it's just like it's head scratching. It's like, yeah, y'all not ready. Y'all not nowhere near ready. So if I'm a GM – Let's just say I'm the GM of Buffalo. No, I'm not going to go get Odell because he's going to be the sideshow. Like Buffalo, that market, they love Josh Allen, but that team is is, is kind of a – they don't have – I don't want to say Josh Allen's not a leader. That's definitely not what I want to say. But he's not a outspoken personality that would overthrow – and shadow Odell Beckham. You, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, uh, maybe uh, L.A. Rams. I mean, they got enough damn people. But he would need to go somewhere like that if he was to be traded. Like, you, you have to think of the whole package when you – reaching for players like that. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Also being traded, Melvin Ingram gone to the Kansas City Chiefs, and he only went for a sixth-round pick. That's all the Chiefs sent. They sent a sixth-round pick for Melvin Ingram. That's very, very low. Surprising, but low. Um, Deshaun Watson stayed in Houston and you sent me a tweet and this is the tweet that I alluded to earlier. Um, where's that? I got it. I got it. I got it. 
as reported on FNIA. Now, this is from Pro Football Talk. The Dolphins make it known they won't they won't trade for Deshaun Watson. They make it clear the owner who claims he doesn't make football decisions made the final decision. As reported on FNIA, Texans and Dolphins were closing in on the deal last week. Texans caught wind that Watson was trying to finalize a settlement of the 22 civil suit lawsuits at Miami's insistence. Texans then drove up the asking price. Talks cratered and never recovered. The Texans have perpetuated this saga. I'm sure of it. I bet my bottom dollar that they perpetuated this whole thing because soon as he was getting ready to settle, you drive up the price, but you don't want this guy here. He doesn't want to be there. What kind of Bush league BS is that? Honestly. Well, it's, it's Bush league on. First of all, I'm going to go back to Pittsburgh for a second. And I love Pittsburgh. I should have been a Pittsburgh fan. Jimmy was a Pittsburgh fan. I was should have been a Pittsburgh fan. The way they run that franchise is just ideal. Mike Tomlin on the Melvin Melvin Ingram trade. Mike Tomlin says better to have volunteers as opposed to hostages. Meaning that if you don't want to be here, we're going to do our best to get you out of here. And that's why they took a six round. Hey, take him. He go. He don't want to be here. We got other things to do. We're not going to miss him. And if Houston and a whole bunch of other franchises took that route, they would be so much better. If teams in the NBA took that route, you don't want to be here? Fine. I got to work with somebody just like Washington. The Wizards, they have to, hey, you don't want to be here? Fine. Let me get you out of here. Because the last thing you're going to do is bring down the morale, the locker room, everything else. So I love what Mike Tomlin said. I love how Pittsburgh operates. Love it. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Now, we were talking about Houston. Something seems fishy down there. Because if he doesn't want to be there, and, and, and this is why I say it, it, it kind of goes both ways. Because didn't Deshaun Watson a year or so ago sign a, a client, resign, resign? Let me check that and be sure. Go ahead. Okay. So, and, and, and I want you to check it because that's what I'm I, I want to say he resigned. I want to say he just signed a deal to be there long term, to be their franchise quarterback long term. So um yes, sir. He they exercised the fifth option on his contract April 28th, 2020, which was a year ago. On September 5th, Watson signed a four-year $175.5 million contract extension with $111 million in guarantees keeping him under contract until 2025. Yep. And and that's the point I'm making. Is if because you know they, they up and traded DeAndre Hopkins for pennies. Then JJ Watt leaves. So I think both sides are kind of at that I'm taking my ball going home type type deal. Which which the Houston franchise is going to lose because they just actually I don't want I'm going to take that back because they're probably going to end up with a top three pick and they're going to draft another franchise QB. But the game they're playing with Deshaun Watson and the game he's playing with them it's just it's just a pissing match. Unfortunately, and 
it's, it's a dangerous realm because you had James Harden. You got all these players recently. Uh, it, it's rumbles that Zion Williamson doesn't want to be in New Orleans. They just drafted him. They just drafted him. Remember, his family was upset. They, he said they want him out of New Orleans. Like he, they just drafted. They took a chance and made this guy his franchise. He don't want to be there. But it's, something's going to have to be done in Houston. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but Deshaun Watson is going to be there for the rest of the season. They're probably mm-hmm. more than likely going to, like I said, they're going to probably be in the top three pick, draft a quarterback, and now you can't drive that price up on Deshaun Watson because Gary, Gary says it best. Play hardball. Make him sit. Start finding them. If he's available to play, you start finding them. You know? But then you got to ask yourself as a GM, just like Pittsburgh do, like, if this dude don't want to be here, you know, how, how can we get rid of him? Because I don't want to deal with this, you know, going into next season. So that's something Houston's going to figure out. That's a that's another bad franchise. That's another piss poor run franchise. And if you're in Houston, man, I know it's it's just it's tough coming to work. It can't be fun down there. Hmm. I don't think it is. But look at the situation he's in in Houston. You trade away his number one target. He doesn't have a running game. Uh, defense is suspect at best. You know, it's it's it, it's not conducive to win down there. And they started Houston started making strides to go in the right direction. Then all of a sudden they did an about face and start walking in the wrong direction. That's a problem. That is a hell of a problem. I'm going to be honest with you. Something is not right. None of it is right, in my honest opinion. Whether it's the ownership, whether it's the the, the these quote unquote allegations, because I mean they cropped up as soon as he said he wanted out. And you got 39 women saying he did the same exact thing 39 times. And to quite a few women, he did it to more than once. It's a lot of holes in those stories. A lot of coaching going on with those stories. But I'm not a legal analyst. I don't know law like that. All I know is what I see on Law and Order. And I've watched every episode of SVU, so I know something. If they gave me a degree for that, I would have a a master's. But something's not right in Houston. I agree with you with that. But if he doesn't want to be there, why find somebody to take the contract and get him up out of there? Yeah, but it's deeper than that because not only do you have to find somebody to take the contract, you have to take the hit on this contract just like Washington would have had to do if they got rid of Landon Collins. Like it's still penalty for the, the Houston franchise that's going to sit with them for a while. And if and you know when they when they do this CBA, they're going to have to address this in the NBA and the NFL. These players are signing Ben Simmons signing these super max deals. I'm like, oh, I don't want to play no more. Because now the team that trades you away got to take that hit. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that's not fair to that team. So if you if you void your contract, just like we were talking about Jim's on yesterday versus, and I think we were talking about this off here. We were. Ver, uh, uh, getting fired versus quitting. You quit, you don't get your money. You get fired, you get paid. So yeah, you... You might be a lame duck coach, but hey, you got to fire me. I want my money. 
And that's it's, it's a game. It's a game you got to play. And if I'm a GM, I'm like, look, bring him in the office. Like, you know, we're going to go our separate. I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to have you as a lame duck coach. I'm going to see what we got on the staff. You know, thank you for your services. But everybody gets so petty and get in their feelings about things. And you you see <laughs> grown men handling stuff like children. And it's crazy, man. Defeated by the mute button, but it is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, man, but that's the the winners and losers of the trade deadline. Oh, we'll see with the second oh, half of the oh, season. Oh, what, oh, what, what happened? We didn't talk about Von Miller. Oh, I did that. I oh, I hit that earlier. Okay, yeah, I gotta get your thoughts on Von Miller because I got a question. Did that Von Miller trade make uh, the Rams the new favorite in the NFC? Thank you for taking my call. I hang up and listen. I think it did. I think I think it definitely gave him an, another notch. Get Von Miller, which is going to be a motivated Von Miller now, because now you're on a contender. And you posted the meme earlier. I wake up seven and one. You go from probably not making the playoffs and going to a team where you got Aaron Donald. You already got a double team Aaron Donald. Now you got to worry about Von Miller. So now you can't double team Aaron Donald no more. <laughs> you know? And I forgot to get a guy on the other side. They got some dogs. One of the best corners in the league. I don't really like him personally, but he's one of the best corners in the league. Jalen Ramsey. Um, Matthew Stafford flying on all cylinders. They're, they're a threat, man. They are definitely a threat in the, in the the teams you have to deal with in the NFC, the Cardinals, the Packers, the Buccaneers. Um, yeah, all of those teams have quarterbacks that will eat you alive, and you need to get to those quarterbacks. So I like the move. Um, I posted something in our chat that said the Bills and the Cowboys were uh, inquiring about Bob Miller. I don't know if they wanted to give up a second and third round pick for him, but him going to any squad, boosts their pass rush. You know, it's, it's going to be a sight to see if he plays this weekend. I just want to see how it works because L.A. is all in. L.A. can't have no more draft picks. They L.A. does not care about draft picks, and they already said, hey, we're all in. They took all their chips and pushed them to the middle of the table and said, I call. It's Super Bowl or bust. But if you... We talked about, and we went back and forth yesterday, and we talked about the coach-GM relationship and the owner relationship. And it looks like in, in L.A., the Rams, it looks like that's tight. They, they're all on the same page. Like, look, we're going to mortgage the future now, and we might have a two-year window to be dominant on defense. We got Matthew Stafford now. We got a competent offense. Deshaun Jackson, that's a whole nother issue right there. Like you got cut from a contender. Like what? What? What happened? I would love to know what happened that he got cut from a contender because he's still Deshaun Jackson. You know, still can beat you deep. He's a he's the best one trick pony in the world because everybody knows what he's going to do. No one can stop him. So, yeah, when it come down to running in a straight line, that boy, that boy is bad. Yeah, it, 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 like I'm not saying it as disrespect to him like he's the best one of the best in the business when it comes to getting open downfield 
And, you know, you would think it would slow down with age, but it hasn't. So now where does he go? But that's a whole nother discussion. But yeah, the Rams, bro. Yeah, they that's that's a scary sight, man. That's a scary sight. Um, and I can't wait to watch it. Uh when Von Miller suits up, he's gonna be wearing number 40. And uh it's going to be a uh it's gonna be a sight to see, man. Okay, before we move on, let me ask you this. Do you know the significance of the number 40 for the LA Rams? Uh, I forgot the guy that used to wear it because he got the permission from the family. Right. Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch. There you go. You know, it's crazy. People say, well, you never seen this guy play. But as a kid, I knew about all of them. I knew about all the Baltimore Colt greats. I knew about players that played here in Washington. I knew about uh, Jack Kemp, former quarterback of uh, Buffalo, you know, Marlon Briscoe. I I knew about all these players that I'd never seen because, you know, during the offseason we had NFL films. And then also I had older cousins that told me, oh, you got to you got to find tape on this guy, because if you run like this guy, nobody's going to be able to stop. you. Why do you think I'm an Earl Campbell fan? Watch an Earl Campbell run. Things like that. I wonder if the dad's today, you know, that's different age. We're 40. But, you know, and like you said, we we got sat down like, hey, you got to watch this. You're going to watch this. You're going to know if what basketball was. Who you know what Dr. J? Who Dr. J was? What Wilt did? What Kareem did back in the day? Early '80s Magic. You know what I'm saying? Late, late '70s Kareem. You're gonna watch this. You're gonna sit down. And if you move, I'm gonna beat you. You know that's that. <laughs> you know that's that's what you got. That's how you learned about these guys. And I wonder the sit down now because you know. You got dads in their 20s, 30s. You know, no no shame to anybody, of course. I'm just saying a dad that's 25 sitting down and be like, hey, let's sit down and watch. Damn, who would who would the running back be for a 25-year-old? Who was the – man, that's 15 years younger than me. Sean Alexander. Okay, so let's say what? 15 years ago was what, 05, 06? Yeah, 06. That's Sean Alexander. Sean he was Alexander. the top – Larry Michael. Johnson, Priest Holmes. Prime Michael Vick. Yep. Prime Michael Vick. So this it's just funny to know what the next generation sitting down watching and they're watching tape of Mike Vick. When boy, when I was watching football and I started watching football, Mike Vick was it. And you, you know, you 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 watching clips of Mike Vick in his ATL uniform run all over the place. Um that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But they're not getting any names before that like you know Redskin fans in their 20 you you probably say Mark Rippon they be like who because all they seen is Daniel Snyder and this in this organization be a laughing stock for 20 years that's all they've seen <laughs> that's all they grow up no just imagine your 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 Washington football team fans from let's just say 05 up they start watching football where there's like eight nine ten years old you know, start really understanding it. And this this is they got to see RG three. They got to see Kirk Cousins, a couple playoff appearances. Um was uh Gibbs 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 comeback was what? Oh three? Oh four. Oh four. So they they may have touched Gibbs, maybe. Well he was from oh four to oh seven. So they may have got a year of Gibbs, but they wouldn't have known the significance of Joe Gibbs. 
Right. How unless, big of a hire that was. And, yeah. Unless you, you know, you had somebody like yourself sit down and explain that history. So it's just a fun little tidbit to think about. man. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, run it through real quick because we, 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 we running short on time. MLB World Series game six going on right now. Can the Astros force game seven? Can the Braves win their first World Series title in 20 some odd years? <laughs> uh, all will be found out tonight. Top third, scoreless. Uh, both teams got a hit. Atlanta got an error. So keep a close eye on that. Now, Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards. We were talking about them during that game last night. They lost to the Hawks by seven. Now, mind you, they were down by 10 or more and clawed back. Uh, they lost 118-111. Kyle Kuzma gave you 18. 11 from KCP. 24 from Bill. Uh, Dinwiddie gave you 14. 13 from Harold. Gafford came back, gave you four and five rebounds. Uh, Harold gave you eight rebounds. Nine from Advia. And just no, no scoring off the bench. Neto only gave you six. But they played the starters. They played, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six. They only played really six deep. But Gafford, it looks like, started as center. He only played 15 minutes. Harold gave you 33 minutes and 13 points. They they just need somebody off the bench. They need an oomph off the bench. You know who they need that will complement this team off the bench and lead that second unit? Who? Isaiah Thomas. I mean, you know, that, that would be – That'd be a nice little little plug in the arm. I mean, I think they got the unit. You know, they lost Bertans last night to a sprained ankle. And we you know we, we talked about them last night and a couple people felt not a couple people, but like Wizards fans and the whole felt disrespected not being in the power rankings or not top ten. Then I said, Oh, you know, they're not ready yet. They're not ready yet. The, 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 every every team in front of them, I think, except Chicago. Now Chicago deserves to be in there because they 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 came back down last night, fourteen down, and beat Boston by fourteen in the fourth quarter, I believe. So, yeah, they were they were down with thirty nine seconds left in the third and came back and outscored Boston thirty nine to eleven, I yeah, believe it was in the fourth quarter. So so Chicago looks like the real deal. So you they proved themselves. Okay, yeah, we're going to put them in the power ring, but. ATL came back last night because they played ATL last week. They beat them. ATL came back, you know, last night, and they couldn't they couldn't make up that them that deficit. ATL just kept putting on. I believe I want to say Atlanta went to the line twenty eight times last night. So the Wizards they still learning each other. Like you know, they don't belong in the top ten in the power rankings. Not just yet. Not just yet. They still got to learn each other. They got to figure some things out. Um, good news is that Hachimura has, is, has been seen back in the building practicing. So hopefully you get Hachimura back and you can work him into the puzzle because that's another piece you got to work in and figure out where he fits in, what unit, uh, what lineup on the floor works best. You got to figure this things, these things out. And that's why I said, you know, 20 games, 30 games, you got to give them some time to learn themselves and learn how to play together. Uh, 
defeated by the mute button again. But I agree with you as much as you love your Washington Wizards, I love my Chicago Bulls. Wizards not making top 10, top five in power rankings is early. It doesn't matter right now. I, I never, power rankings are great. You know, say, okay, who's surging if you're not watching the team? But here's the, the honest point about a power ranking. You can be number one in the power rankings going into the playoffs and still not win the championship. It doesn't matter. As long as you make the second show, which is the playoffs, and you get to the dance, which is the finals, and you ball out and you win, that's the only thing that matters. Power rankings, uh, league rankings, none of that matters. Only thing that matters is the scoreboard. Wins and losses. That's the only thing that matters right now. Win as many games as you possibly can, Washington. Because there's teams out there that's looking to cut your legs out from underneath you and knock you out of playoff contention so they can get in. It's a cutthroat league. There are no friends. If it came down to it and I'm coaching Team A and BJ's coaching Team B, I'm sorry. I'm trying to make the playoffs. I'm trying to at least have a chance at a championship. I'm trying to win a championship. A, B, I got to cut your legs out from underneath you. If I'm up by 15, I'm going to extend it to 25 because I know you can come back. And I'm not playing. I'm not going to take my, my foot off the gas because that's my brother. No, not doing it. And I expect him to do the same. And after the game, good game. I see down the road. That's it. That's it. And the Wizards have to take that mentality. Every night, somebody's trying to cut your legs out. You got to cut theirs out first. You got to cut their legs out from underneath of them, take away what they do best, and beat them. That I mean, it's harsh. It sounds rough. It sounds uh, uh, barbaric and arcane. I don't care. That's the game. That is the game. Take it like that. If you if you don't play the game with that type of passion, you're not going to win anything. I'm sorry. That's just my thoughts on the Wizards. And I know we got to get out of here. I'm going to leave you with something. I don't want you to answer it on the air. When the NBA did their top 75, don't want you to answer this on the air. When the NBA did their top 75, should they have take the original 50 off and redone it completely? I don't want you to answer it on the air. I just want to put it out there and just have you think about it. Mm. Mm, you know we did a whole show on that, but okay. All right. All right. Two things before we go. And number one, uh, coming from Las Vegas, I, we didn't touch on this because details are still coming out. Henry Ruggs of the Raiders uh, crashed his Corvette into the back of a RAV4, killing the driver of the RAV4. Um, it's an ongoing investigation. He's He will be charged with DUI. Uh man, here's the thing. He, he he killed somebody. But here's the thing also. This is not the first active NFL player to kill someone under DUI. And it was a player before who killed a man down in Florida who was on his way home from work. He hit him in a crosswalk. He served 23 days in jail. 23 days in jail and he still has to live with that but that family also has to live with that man not coming home at all 
um, I got some hot feelings on this, and I, you know, I'll try to keep, um, keep it to a minimum. Whatever time they can give him, they should he should get. And realistically, is he going to get that? Probably not, because he's going to have the top brass lawyers. But you talk about irresponsible. Um, the comedian Tony Baker lost his son because cars were street racing, and the car that his son was in was making a left turn. They, they I think they cut that car in half. They were going so fast. Mm-hmm. And you get these, you see it all the time. You get these irresponsible people out here driving, running amok. And it's, you know, it's just, you have to set up. If, I, if I'm if i the judge, I, I give them the book. Like, I, look, I can't care about your NFL career because you don't. It's no excuse to leave anywhere as a, any player in any of these leagues. They have stuff set up for this. And even if you, they don't, let's say, just say they don't. You make enough money where you can leave your car wherever you are and Uber home. It is Uber irresponsible and pun no pun intended. It is super irresponsible to get behind a wheel impaired, whether whatever it is. And you took somebody's life. That person is never going to go back home to their family. So, yeah, I, I'm all about throwing a book. I agree with you wholeheartedly, B. Uh, and matter of fact, it's something I got to talk to you off air about. I posted on my Facebook page, and I already know as the father of girls, you would have done the same thing. So we'll, we'll talk about that off air. But um, I'm going to leave on a high note. Now, Sideline Junkies picks every NFL game every season. This year, we're going to have more wins than any other previous season because we get another week. But as of right now, Junie is sitting at 82 and 40 on the season in first place. Ooh. Behind Junie at 77 and 45 is the boss, BJ. Hey, Junie, if you if you listen to this man, you know I'm always I don't have to be for you. Like just like it's like the big guy say, power rangers don't mean nothing. It's the it's the result at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got eight weeks left. Nine weeks. Nine weeks left. Oh yeah, that's playing time. Well, actually, no. Yeah, n- n- ten weeks. We got ten weeks left because we pick everything. We ain't got no bye week. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> Thursday starts week nine, so we still got ten weeks to go. Oh yeah. Uh, coming in in third, and it's a tie. Myself and Big Jim, seventy six and forty six. <sighs> And in fifth, only two games back, 74 and 48, is Delonte, the birthday boy. Uh, we looking good. First and fifth place are separated by eight games. <laughs> eight games, two weeks. Because uh, what week was that? And looking over these weeks, double-digit wins week one for Jim, Delonte, and Juni. Week two. Myself and Jim had be- beautiful weeks. We struggled in week three. We all it's like something about week three. We all struggled in week three. Um, week four, everybody was in double digit wins. Everybody won ten or more games that week. 
uh, five, we struggled. But Junie went thirteen and three. That's where he made his 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 bones at, and took over. He went thirteen and three in week five. Week six, Jim went twelve and two. That that tells you how 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 serious we get. Um, weeks that was week se- six. Week seven, uh, I went ten and three. Everybody else kind of sort of nine and four. Delonte seven and six. And week eight, BJ won the week with a ten and five record. You know, it's crazy. We 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 run the table sometimes. Sometimes you might get a nearly perfect week or a perfect week here sideline junkies. We bet, and we are smart money. That's why you need to listen to us every single Sunday morning. Ten thirty sharp, baby. We live right here on Podbean. You missed that? You can always pick us up right after the show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Whatever you listen on, you can listen to us there. All right. Now, we got to get out of here. Thank you for listening to the most consistently consistent podcast that is Sideline Junkies. Happy birthday once again to the man of the hour, Delonte. Happy birthday, Happy birthday brother. Yay! And uh, B, you still never answer my my uh my, my my whole message about the wife being the final say so when she tell you open the pocketbook, GM, uh, uh own a relationship. You never answered that off air, so I'm gonna put you on the spot with that. But um, for the boss BJ, I'm the big guy KG. We don't do no overtime. And we are out of here. Peace.